0: All right, everybody, it is time to do what we do every week here on 710 ESPN Seattle. Time to get in the cage. It is brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. It's a pleasure to speak to this man who will be in action on August 27th, taking on Bubba Jenkins in the PFL as it continues through their playoff system, which I think is very cool. We'll talk to him about it. He is with us now. The one, the only Chris Wade is here. Chris, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. appreciate it
0: it's it's good to talk to you and and it's uh you know it's it's really cool to talk to somebody like you who's you know as, as people go through your record i don't know how many people are familiar with where you've been where you're at you've you've had a chance to experience so many different promotions uh you know world series of fighting the UFC here you are in the Pfl it, in terms of the you know just the the format the Pfl's very unique in, in its playoff format and brackets and things do you like that as a fighter does it does it make any difference to you at all how do how do you view how they handle things versus the other promotions you've been in.
1: Yeah, this, this format in particular is something that I've been trying to advocate for since before the PFL even came into existence. I think that for fighting in general to become, you know, one of or the most popular sport in the country, that you need a regular season and a playoff format with a championship where um the title changes hands, like, annually, unless somebody can win it again and repeat. I think that the current format that most organizations run, which is, like, you become the champ, and then you kind of fight, like, once or maybe twice a year, and uh you try to hold the belt for as long as you can. I don't think that that's... Um, the most exciting format for the fans i think if you look at structured leagues that do well the nfl major league baseball um the nba and ncaa basketball like they have a playoff tournament and it's the excitement of like the upset an underdog beating a um a favorite that has everybody tuning in but in fighting, it's it's way more political, right? It's like, all right, we're going to give you the guy that sells the most pay-per-views, and then, you know, you'll get 10 months off and say your knee hurts, and then you'll fight <laughs> another guy that at the top. It, 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 you laugh, but, like, when you talk to fighters, they say do stuff like that. You know, hold the belt for as long as you can. Go get that surgery you've been needing to grab, you know, and like, and just kind of, like, stay in the limelight.
0: Well, and it's interesting if you know, looking at your record, you're incredibly active, which I think for some fighters is is physically hard for them to do. They do this is a brutal sport, I'm telling you, but you know, it's a you know, unlike some of these other sports, you're almost guaranteed damage every every fight of some sort. Um, but you look at 2018, 2019, you fought four times each year. I'm just curious what the what the this pandemic was like for you because for somebody as active as you, to not fight at all during 2020 and again, four times in 19, four times in 18. What was this? What was that year off? Did you need it? Was it okay? I can heal my body or was it, I'm going nuts. I, I got to do something.
1: Yeah, it was the latter for me because for some reason, I don't know what it is. Knock on wood. I'm, I'm a, i am i am uh find myself to pre, be a pretty durable fighter and athlete. Whereas some people it's not the case. They need a, a pretty substantial amount of time in between fights or they fall apart. I can fight pretty pretty quick turnarounds, and I still feel good. I mean, to be honest, I feel the worst just in practice day to day. That's where I get all my most of my bumps and bruises and the things that linger and hang around with me. The fights are usually not so bad, uh, especially considering <laughs> the paycheck that comes with it as opposed to just sparring your partner for free at, at practice. So 2020 was really hard for me mentally and physically, because I'm in my prime right now, age wise. And to lose a year of like your earning potential and your prime in our sport is, uh, it's just awful. And, um, so I tried to just make the best of it and get better at fighting, become a better standup fighter, um, work on things where I had some holes in my game, work on my cardio and work on my mental because it's so important in fighting to, to have a strong, strong mentality. And, um, financially it sucked, but as far as growth as a fighter, I think I was able to turn it around and, and turn it into a positive where now you're seeing a more polished fighter than you would have seen if I just rolled right into 2020 competing.
0: Well, and you, you've already fought twice this year in both wins. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I, under, I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask, and it's different for every fighter, but having taken that year off, you get back in the cage April of 2021 this year. Were you worried about cage rust? Were you worried about that at all? Or are you somebody that believes that doesn't exist? There, there are people on both sides of that.
1: Yeah, I was worried a little bit about it because it was a new weight class for me and it was a layoff. So I was just worried about the combination of, of those two things. And if you watch that fight, it kind of did happen to me. I was really slow in the first round. It took me a little while to get going. And um I attribute that to, to the long layoff that I had. Some fighters are really active in the gym. They spar, like, all the time. So for, like, a TJ Dillashaw, I knew he was going to come out and fight at a really high level right away because the guy puts in, like, crazy amount of work in and out. And um, I knew he'd have, like, new wrinkles to his game that he'd be better. But some guys that just need the time off, I think ring rust definitely. It's it's kind of like a to each their own affects everybody differently, but I think it's certainly real. It just depends on who you are and how much you let it get to you.
0: Yeah, and then you listen to somebody like Dominic Cruz who will say it doesn't exist in his mind. It it just is not a real thing. So it's it's interesting to hear different fighters talk about that. You know, you you're in this game for about a decade now, a little over 10 years. When you started, is this how you imagined it going? Was it more of, hey, this seems fun now, we'll see where it goes? Or did you think this is my career. I see myself doing this 10 years from now.
1: Yeah, I definitely wanted it to be my career. I, w- I was passionate about it. That was like right when I was finishing up college wrestling and I was really actively pursuing it, um, to, to make it a career path. So I'm proud to be able to say 10 years later that I'm still in the game and still, uh, fighting at a high level and, and making a living and, uh, you know, a good one at that doing what I love, but I did, you don't see certain things coming. Like I, I didn't, I didn't think that I would, uh, really part ways with the UFC. As soon as I did, I thought that I would climb higher, um, toward the top of that division before I made any moves elsewhere. But, you know, life throws little curveballs at you. And I'm really happy where I am right now with the PFL. I, I love their format. And, um, and the opportunity that exists every year for for a guy to win a million dollars.
0: You know, I, I watched an interview with you. Uh, I'm not sure how long ago it was taped, but you were talking about, you know, I think the interviewer was saying, hey, even if you lose in the finals, you still kind of win because you walk away with $200,000. And, yeah, that's a nice chunk of change for, you know, normal people like me or anybody else. But you were talking about, no, I'm, I'm going for the million, but it's not even so much about the money as it is. You know, I want to be in that final. I want to fight Brandon Locknane. I see myself fighting him in the final. I want to walk away with that belt. H- has your priority changed as your career has gone on? Where maybe, hey, it, yeah, I obviously want to win the fight, but I, I need that payday. It's about the payday. And now, since you've had this under your belt for for a decade, your 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 priority has changed. From money is great, but I need that accolade. I need that belt.
1: Yeah, my attitude has changed. I was like. I was in this, uh, what I call it, like this, um, this mental state of, uh, of kind of like making it okay to set lower bars for myself. And I, I think it wound up like when I assessed it, it, it wound up being a huge negative. Like even when I set goals in other promotions, like I know, I don't think I ever set my goal, my bar high enough. And as a result, I was reaching goals and, I just didn't have that extra drive to necessarily, um, win the belt, become the champion. I was so concerned about money. Every, every day I was fighting for money for a while and, um, bil- thinking about bills and house and car and things like that. Now I'm more do, I'm, I'm doing it not for the money. I'm doing it for my legacy for. Like I want the belt as more than an accolade, but just as a kind of like a, a proof of where I deserve to be based on my talent and the work I've put in throughout my career. So I know that with those accolades, the money will follow. So st- for me, it's like stop chasing the money and start chasing the belts. And if I chase the belt and I chase the best guys that – it's going to take care of itself, all the money.
0: You know, for you know, MMA geeks like me, I, I watch everything. I watch one. I watch PFL. I watch, obviously, Bellator, the UFC, Every everything I can get my eyes on. And I think for casual fans, they look at the UFC as the top of the heap. That's like the NFL to them. That's as high as it gets in terms of talent. But I think if you watch these other promotions, you see, yeah, maybe there is a gap in talent in some divisions but that gap is shrinking if it's not already gone you fought in the UFC before you fought in World Series of Fighting now you fight in the PFL do you do you buy that there's a gap in talent between the UFC Bellator 1 PFL or do you think it's hey we're all on the, we're all level it's a level playing field here
1: oh that's a really good question um i think that maybe in some instances like certain weights like the the UFC takes a lot of pride in their lightweight division. And, like, um, so, like, a division like that, there's probably more depth there in the UFC than there is in in maybe some of the other organizations. But fighting has evolved so much. All these guys are teammates. Like, all the guys that are in my league are cross-training with guys that are, you know, like I was just training with Brian Kelleher earlier. He's a UFC fighter. There's no differences um, in where we go to train. At the end of the day, it's just about you know what cage you step into, like what the what the banner says. So I think that the the talent is there. Like I think some of the top guys that are here in the CFL can fight some of the top guys in the UFC or in Bellator as well. I just think maybe they have. The UFC, because of their name and like and uh, the shtick, the mystique behind them that they've built, they might have just a touch more depth than some of the other leagues. But I think the top guys can go with the top ten guys in any promotion. And you'd pro- if you saw a bunch of fights go down, you'd see wild outcomes like that people wouldn't expect. But I think that the talent is certainly there. People are just as dangerous here as they are over there
0: is, is that a goal for you to get back there or you've been there you've 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 had your run in the ufc and you feel like hey, i'm I'm good with the pfl what's ultimately I've, i know you want to win this belt i know you want to beat bubba jenkins you want to win the tournament but if you could put the the capper on your career what would that look like
1: oh man people have been asking me that question i'm just i'm just really happy right now to be um to be at at a new weight class in the TFL and to be chasing this belt. I don't want to look, I don't want to take my eyes off of what my focus is right now, but, um, and I, I, I didn't have a really good relationship with them. It was past just fighting and and stuff, uh, but I always chased and wanted to chase from when I was a kid wrestling, the toughest competition at the highest level. So, it would be an honor to fight some of those guys that call themselves the best over there at 45 as well. But, um, you know, we'll see where life takes me. I'm just going to keep keep busting my ass and keep trying to perform as best I can. And then hopefully um, all those opportunities present themselves and it just winds up better for my family and I.
0: You you brought up your, your switch in weight. Was that just about... The size of the guys you were fighting—that was becoming too much. The weight cut. I mean, what was what was the motivation behind changing divisions?
1: I mean, the real motivation behind changing divisions was just um, having taken two cracks at fifty-five and feeling like the guy. A couple of the guys last year were really, really big when I fought them, and it wasn't that I was like unable to to compete against them. I was, but it just like. You could feel that I walk around at like 175, and these guys were probably walking around like 185, 190. There was just like a little bit of a size difference, and uh, I just we've always even the, when I in my days at the UFC, they would they were asking me if I could make 45. So I, it's always been something I've played with the idea of, and um, I think that it's a big difference maker for me. I took my size my power down to that weight class and i think now i'm one of the the bigger 45ers in the world period so so it's a little tougher of a cut but i like it i like where i'm at and um i i plan to stay here for a little bit i'm not like in a rush to go back to lightweight by any means
0: well, hey, before I let you go, let me ask you. You got this fight coming up August 27th. PFL will continue from the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, you're going up against Bubba Jenkins. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you're familiar with Are you a guy that watches tape and you'll you'll analyze your opponent, or do you let your corner and the your trainers watch it and they devise a game plan? How do you, how do you approach your opponent?
1: No. Uh, so we, we watch the tape together. Um. 'cause i like to I like to think that I have a a pretty good fight i q myself um so i I take pride in being able to like pick somebody apart a little bit, and my team does as well, so we sit like the way we start camp once we find out who our opponent is is we start by having sessions where we watch tape on them fighting we watch their most recent fights where they've been you know, most times successful, and then we go back and watch where they lost and where they've made mistakes and failed. And I try to come up with a good, solid game plan on, on how to attack them during the fight, what will be most successful. So um, with Bubba, I've watched enough tape on him that I'm pretty certain that I know for the most part What he's looking to do in there and i i think we have a game plan to not just beat him but to stop him and to finish the fight and make a statement that i'm here to to take this division
0: well Chris, I'm looking forward to the fight again August 27th. It, it's happening. The PFL continues and Chris Wade will be taking on Bubba Jenkins. It just looks like it's going to be on paper looks like it's going to be a great fight. Maybe you end it really quickly. It could be a quick night. We'll see what happens. But Chris, it's it's really good to talk to you, man. It's a, I think you got a great story. You've had such a such an interesting career and I, I hope you 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 reach that mountaintop. You win this tournament. I uh, really appreciate the time and and look forward to hopefully talking to you again.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm going to do everything in my power to, to reach this mountaintop and then we'll keep climbing. You know, uh, sky's the limit. So again, thank you for having me on August 27th. And, um, my, my social media handle is at C Wade MMA and Chris Wade MMA on Instagram. So give me a follow and I'll, I'll be keeping everyone up to date on fight camp and when we arrive,
0: fight week. At C. Wade MMA on Twitter and at Chris Wade MMA on Instagram. Chris, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. All right. Have
1: a great day.